Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, morning, millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having an amazing, blessed, and humbling Tuesday. I really do. It is a humbling Tuesday because I felt that yesterday was a particularly long day. It never ended. It never motherfucking ended. And literally, by the time it was time to go to bed, of course, I couldn't fall asleep. I'm like, the day wouldn't fucking end. The day wouldn't end. And I actually think the reason why it felt like the day was so long is because like it actually was a really long day. We're heading into the summer solstice. Yeah. So the days are like getting to be the longest they've ever been. Like I was literally sitting on my bed at eight o'clock and it was still bright out. And I'm like, can I go to sleep yet? Yeah, no, there was just like weird shit going on in the universe yesterday and it was pissing me off it was just such a long day I ate dinner so early and then two hours later I was like I need another dinner yeah. and then two hours after I had my second dinner I needed a third I have to say there is a time in your life it's called BSD and ASD before second dinner and after second dinner when you come to a point in your adult life you realize like you really like aren't living until you have two dinners Everything changes after that. Like a light dinner at like six and then like a big heavy dinner at eight. Like there's literally, actually maybe opposite. Like big dinner at like 6.30 and then like a second little, you know, leftovers at 8.30. It's such a game changer and it's such a fabulous like lifestyle change. I really recommend it. I'm usually okay with the one dinner. I just, it was too early and it was too small. Yeah. And then all night I was And the was day just, was too long. And the day was too damn long. All night I was just like, and then Zach ordered food. So I was like eating his dinner. Mm. And then it was just like, I couldn't stop eating. That sounds fun. You know, things happen like that uh, sometimes. You're talking to the queen. So I, yeah, it was just crazy. And it was weird because the bachelorette was on last night, but, and I, I had the time and the space Me too. to watch it, but I still chose not to. We're going to talk a little bit in the TV recap about our journeys with this season of The Bachelorette, but I just want to say I'm so excited for today's episode. One, because we're just a couple of fabulous girls in fabulous outfits doing fabulous things on our fabulous set in our fabulous town, somewhat fabulous town. Um, but also we have, I would say, maybe the most famous person who's ever been on our show joining us at the end of this episode. We recorded an interview over Zoom. Um, podcast and video on YouTube with Chelsea Handler, who is now a fellow podcaster. She has a new podcast called Dear Chelsea, and it is like an advice podcast. So we decided to do Dear Toasters with her. So we are getting extra lucky and getting two Dear Toasters this week, today and tomorrow. So if you're listening as a podcast, the interview will be at the end of this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, we have our Zoom interview up with her um, in a separate video. So that's just very exciting. Very exciting. So if you wrote into Dear Toasters, some of you are getting advice straight from Chelsea and she was cutthroat like she didn't have any time honestly I wish I was more like that like and I really already feel like I am a little bit like that but she was just very cutthroat like made a decision and stuck with it which is just not like what I do yeah we are always you know on the fence we're the fence girlies yeah if you like we stand for nothing you know <laughs> like we're just like, I think we stand for everything 
really I sit for most things. But she was like every time like we give advice, I'm just like, yeah, well maybe. And then no, actually, I don't know. I'm like, you can either do this or that. The two choices that you do have. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. And she was just like, cut them out. Like she was just very cutthroat, and she was giving really good advice. And it was really cool to talk to her. So that'll be at the end of the episode. But before that, we have just tons to discuss. We have tons to discuss. We have some great news stories, and yeah. Other than that, my day yesterday was like busy with work stuff, you know, meetings, 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 booked and busy. Um, even though I was so tired yesterday, I made it to the treadmill, which mm. I was I was proud of myself for doing that. And other than that, it was just a beautiful day spent with Brew. Like, what can I say? There's literally not much else that you can ask for yeah. as no, a human being. He's just been, like, really extra special lately. And I want to do something special for him. What are you going to do? I don't know. I always, like, want to take him somewhere, show him the world. Yeah. And so it's, Excuse like, me. last time when we took him away in March, we went on a little vacation, little family vacation with Brew. Did he so have the much, best time? He had so much fun, but it was a little too cold. Now it's a little too hot. Um, I just feel like... It might be Bruise Weekend. Yeah. Bruise Day. Bruise Day. How's Doo Doo? Doo Doo's good. He's getting groomed today. Um, it's just, you know, it's so exciting being his mother. And I'm so humbled, honored, and really blessed to be a part of his life and his journey on, on this earth. Yeah. No, he, he's a special one. And yeah. we miss him today. But we also, not only does he have spa services... But we have such a great guest today that we really wore our Tuesday best for. Yeah, it's really a wonderful guest. It's extremely wonderful. So you'll find out who it is tomorrow. But in the meantime, enjoy and today's. You know, and let's hope that between now and an hour from now, it doesn't this cancel. person doesn't cancel for one reason or another because we said that there was a person coming on the show. You know what? I actually think like the person is already en route to the I think studio. the person is on the way. So like, there's literally no way that this person could cancel. Yeah. So, but you never know because we are constantly finding new ways to be canceled. Right. But we do look forward to speaking to this person. Yes. Yeah. And that's that on that. And then you'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in because I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things that are going on. Okay. So without further ado to do to do, where are you not here getting spa services? It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And, you know, it's like coming back home. Today's episode is brought to you by Scentbird. Mm. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, you smell amazing. What perfume are you wearing? Whatever scent you may be wearing, you have good taste and you know what you like. But your great taste is also expensive and you end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles or you've been wearing the same two perfumes for years because going out to buy a new one is a hassle. With Scentbird, we have found a way to have great taste and mix up our fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, or Versace, Scentbird.com keeps us smelling good month after month. So I've tried many um, perfumes from Scentbird and I actually just got a whole new package of them but their rag and bone fragrances are so good the Malin and Goats ones are so fresh and that's two companies I never even would have tried I'm a Bulgari girly of course you are <laughs> so Scentbird is a fragrance subscription service that gives you the opportunity to shop from over 600 brands it is a flexible subscription so you can skip any month without penalties Scentbird lets you choose a new designer fragrance to try every month for just $16 every month you get to pick what you want to receive so there are no surprises they have perfumes and colognes and a lot of unisex options as well you choose the perfume you want to try and they'll send you a 30-day supply the best part is that you get like a travel friendly um on the go size perfume because you don't need a whole bottle if you don't end up liking it or you do end up liking it you can just get it again the next month um and they come in these fabulous little compact travel cases that are just great to have like period mm-hmm. um they carry top designer brands like Prada Gucci and Versace and if you're not type of what scent you're looking for you can sort and find your new fragrance by brand style occasion and more and we have an exclusive offer for our listeners you can get 30% off your first month today that's only $11 for your first fragrance go to scentbird.com and use the code toast for 30% off your first month again that's S C E 
E-N-T, bird.com for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $11. Sign on, smell amazing. Ooh, it feels so good. So good. Okay, first story. Some crazy news. Drake Bell, the star of Drake and Josh, has been charged for crimes against a child in Ohio. Drake Bell, the former star of the Nickelodeon show Drake and Josh, has been charged on two counts of crimes against a child in Ohio. He is referred to by his first name, Jared, in the court documents. What? Yep. He went to Jared and was charged with the attempted endangering of children, a fourth-degree felony, and disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, a first-degree misdemeanor in 2017. Okay, what are those charges? Is that like child porn? Disseminating harmful? Disseminating matter harmful to juveniles could also be like, Drugs or alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? could. These but are I don't very know. vague I don't charges. Know. I need a lawyer. The charges are vague. The story is so... I mean, it's not bizarre. If you've been following, like, kind of the Drake and Josh of it all since Drake and Josh, you know, one of them is doing one thing and one of them is doing the other thing, and they couldn't be more different. Yeah. Um, and Drake has kind of been on this troubled path for a while. Um, and this is just terrible. This is terrible. Like, when you're crying... Cry- Crimes against the kids? Yeah, yeah. When you're, when you're committing crimes against children. When you're the camper criminal? Like, that's not cool. No, not, not, not at, at all, all whatsoever. So um, hopefully we get a little more clarity as to what these crimes were. Yeah. But really, really crazy. I was actually thinking recently about how, like, we report on so many stories that we never get follow-ups on. Yeah. What the fuck happened to Jake Paul's house? I know. Why did the FBI raid it? I don't know. I, Whatever happened to Josh never- Duggar? Because we never heard about, well, Josh Duggar, it's, this is new, like it's ongoing. What, what happened next? It's been like two months. I think it's been like two weeks. No, because no, Taylor Strucker was here. Oh, I'm sure like you could find out, but I'm not, I, no offense, I'm not going to. No, I'm just saying. I'm not like, going to keep y'all abreast on the Duggars. I no, saw the craziest headline about the Duggars today. So did I. About Jill? the Jill and yes. the dog. And what? And the dog and the breast milk. Yes. Yes. What? Jill Duggar, according famous? to this headline, allegedly, she's Jill defending Duggar, her decision. She's defending her decision to give unused breast milk to her dog. And I just feel like, honestly, what goes on in people's homes is truly none of my business. And I do wish we kept it that way. Like, I don't need to know. This is like the beauty, and it's a blessing and a curse with the internet. You know, you get to know about more people and learn about their lives. But some people be out here on the internet just like sharing way too much fucking information. And I'm not interested in Jill Duggar breastfeeding her dog because now I have like just a mental image of her, you know, Rottweiler hanging off her nip. Like I just didn't need that today. No, no, I don't think that the Rottweiler breastfeeding. But, breastfeeding. but that is the image that went in my mind because I'm fucked up. Oh, yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. Um, also, a little more details about the case with uh, Drake Bell is that... Um, the public information officer told CBS News that he alleged that um, a female juvenile victim filed a report with her local police department in October 2018. She claims that the alleged incident with Bell occurred at a nightclub in Cleveland in Ohio in 2017. Still not really sharing what, what it, is. it is. But, it but why also, did it take so long? But it also was crimes against a child, so maybe that stuff is sealed. Yes. I just, I don't support drake bell so like yeah no like you could either be a drake or you could be a josh and i'm choosing to be a josh who has like a child and a nice marriage and he has a new show on disney and he's plus an influencer he has a podcast yeah i agree ben has been on his podcast check it out so yeah i'm much more of a in this world don't be a drake be a josh 100 percent. yeah and that's the lesson of the day kids are you ready for our next story sure it's a little fashion news from a couple of 
fashion influencers. It's a couple. It's a little fashion news from a couple of Maxinistas. No, I never said I was a Maxinista. Oh, I'm that's de- a title you. I am hold. definitely Maxinista, and Jackie. Whether you want to admit it or not, we've all got a little Maxinista in us. That's true. That's yeah. True. You're thrifty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not all the time, but you can be no, quite thrifty. I can be. I really can be. You saw that shirt I was wearing yesterday. I've had that shirt for six years. Thrift day. I wore it on Say Yes to the Dress, Claudia's episode. Yes, real you ones, did. Real ones will remember. Real ones will remember. Okay. Next story, fashion news. Kanye West's first Gap Yeezy collab has dropped. The first item and only item is a $200 blue jacket with no zipper. He wore it a few weeks ago, and now Gap posted... Um, a video of it on their Instagram page, and they took out a huge ad in the paper this morning, one page jacket, the other page QR, QR code, code to buy the jacket. I like the jacket. I just want to say um, two things really quickly. One, speaking of stories we like never get a follow-up on, like we talked about the Kanye Yeezy Gap collection like literally two years ago, and like now it's here, okay? We finally mm-hmm. got a follow-up. Mm-hmm. And two, um, totally unrelated, but remember how we were saying how Chris Jenner was wearing that 818 vest? Yeah. I bought it. Oh my gosh. They made merch. I saw. I bought it. I can't believe you bought it. It was a little expensive. I bought it and I'll probably like never wear it, but it's a collector's item. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The other merch was truly heinous. I was hoping they would sell those like bucket hats they that did were not. at the party that were giveaways because I looked at the merch site. Yeah, it was like very basic, but the I saw vest the was vest. cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm happy for you. I have to go skiing. Re- is that what it is? Yeah, the where, else, where the fuck else do you wear a vest? It's not like a down vest. It's like a vest. You wear a turtleneck underneath. I don't know. A vest is a hard item. Yeah. So I'll just wear it like if we ever go skiing again. Okay. Like to the lodge for some cocoa. No, for some 818. And I'll be wearing this Gap Yeezy jacket. It's cool. Yeah. I mean. I like it. I mean, it's like on the one hand, looks like a jacket. On the other hand, it is innovative. Like, and it's made out of recycled nylon. And also like, that's not a really, the sort of puffer we've ever seen. Yes. It's a, it's a fresh take on the down puffer. And Kanye's. Always fresh. Always. I mean, honestly, I hadn't even seen this. I do find myself, like, staying less and less abreast with Kanye, like, after the Kim of it all. I can't lie. I'm keeping, I'm taking both sides in the divorce. I'm supporting both artists, designers. Um, yeah, me and too. I, I, but, but, like, gun to my head, I'm with Kim, you know? No, I understand. But I'm, I'm, I'm with both of them. Okay. Also, I think we all support Kim and Kanye. Also, Chloe posted this morning. It's Kanye's birthday today. Yes. And so she posted the cutest picture ever of her, Tristan, Kim, and Kanye saying, happy birthday to my forever brother, yay. And it just warmed my heart. She also posted some pictures yesterday of the kids. The kids, the campers were looking so fucking that cute. That warmed my heart. Matching oh my purple so, outfits. Dream was in there, you know, just dream, like everyone else. Dream, true, and Chicago, and, and then Natalie also Halcrow. Natalie Halcrow's baby, who's a little younger than the yes. others, but um, still wore purple. But still wore purple, and the other, the three Kardashian kids who were matching were just like so cute. It just touched me. There's also, I thought what you were gonna say is like there's so much going on with Chloe, like. She is like just starting drama left, right, and center. She did like an Instagram story yesterday, just like kind of like shaming people who use one use plastic water bottles. And like everyone on the planet was like, girl, like, are you serious? Like, okay, you use a hydro flask, good for you, but like you literally throw parties like every single day with like a thousand balloons that are not recyclable. Like, just the list of what Chloe does not to help the environment is probably longer than the list of things she does do to help the environment. So it was just like a little hypocritical. 
And then there was like another photo of her like looking like Flowey Fardashian. And then people were like going in making fun of her for her migraine commercial. Like she's just not was not having a good social media day yesterday. Oh, why were they those migraine commercials have been out for a while? No, I know. And like True's in them. Like they're yeah, so they're cute. eating popcorn on the couch. Yeah, I don't know what the problem with the migraine commercial is, because millions of Americans suffer from migraines. I'm literally in the process. I did I not say 20 minutes ago, I'm getting a migraine right now. Like, mm-hmm. millions of Americans. So, Chloe, get that bag. That doesn't bother me. The hypocrisy of, like, the whole single plastic water thing was, like, a little stupid. No, and she was called out. And I'm sure when she saw it that way, she was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah, good yeah. call, good Sorry. call. Sorry, yeah. And, like, flying private jets, like, on one-hour flights. Like, that's just also not great for the environment. Like, no, it was no, just a little hypocritical. I totally agree. So, yeah. So, she was just not having a good day on social media yesterday. And she was, like, doing her best to, like combat it but she just shouldn't have started with the internet because like the internet has really not been happy with Khloe Kardashian for like the last two years well I just want to say someone who follows Khloe but I'm, I'm not I don't keep up with all the drama like you do I, I saw the water bottle thing I didn't see the migraine thing and I didn't see the flowy Kardashian it stuff. was all on Twitter and I know you stay away from Twitter I do stay away from Twitter but I did see the picture of the cutest campers and then the double date she posted this morning that was clearly from Kim's birthday, birthday. and I just it really brightened my day oh you, I don't know if we ever also spoke about this we have like a lot of Kardashian catching up to do this is the Kardashian catch-up we're, we're literally keeping up with the Kardashians um a lot of people were convinced that Kim we found out on the show that she actually ended up having COVID that she everyone thought that she got it from her trip she said that she got it um, from Saint because he got it from someone at school. But do you think she got it on the trip? No, not at all. I thought the timeline of everything was so weird because she had like no time in between her birthday and like doing the thing for Chris's birthday. And then also like then she got COVID, but then it's like the holidays. And so I, I'm not sure when exactly she got COVID. I don't think it was from the trip because other people would have had it too. Yeah. Also, and they could have easily not shared that she had That's what I was going to say. Like, if she did end up getting tri- uh, COVID from a trip that she got so much backlash for, she never would have shared it. Because then yeah. it's like everyone who gave her, you know, shit for going on a trip would have been right. And I don't think she would have given people that satisfaction. It never crossed my mind. Yeah, no, but the internet was like convinced that like she got it on the trip. The internet can be wrong, you guys. That's no. an important lesson. <clears throat> More often than not, the internet is wrong and morally, the morally corrupt internet. Yeah. No, the internet, like, doesn't know shit about fuck sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're onto something, you know? Yeah, 100%. Sometimes, like, a little gut instinct from some random tweet, Hilaria Baldwin. Literally, the craziest thing to me is that the global scandal that was Hillary Baldwin um, started from a random Twitter user, like, just a thread of all the times Hilaria Baldwin pretended to, you know, have a Spanish background. Yeah. And that's literally what started this global news story. And that is, like, a... A moment where, like, the internet is, like, same working. With, same with all the Ellen stuff. Yes. It was, like, a tweet, like, share your worst experience with Ellen. And then yes. everyone, like, came out of the woodwork. And I'll donate a dollar for every person who shares, like, a food pantry. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of also more things going on with Ellen. She's, like, gearing up for, like, this enormous... Um, Final season. All yeah. the guests are coming out. Yeah. And didn't she also do an interview recently where she, like, spoke about her cancellation, how it was, like, this orchestrated, like, smear campaign against her? Maybe you had a dream about that. I, I literally That can't. doesn't sound familiar. And also, like, I don't think that... It started, like, grassroots. Right. No, I actually think I, I actually had a dream about it. Oh, interesting. Your dreams are so, like, trending and, and up to date. 100%. But they could confuse your real life. Do you know who I dreamt about last night? Me? Speaking of trendy and up to date, like, things we, we've been talking about. Addison Ray. Logan Paul. Okay. What was he doing? We were all going out together, and I was on the Impulsive show. That's so cool. I think I might have been, like, watching on TikTok, and, like, some clips from his podcast, like, came up. And I, I sent you that video of Jake Paul that, like... Yes, that meme. Yeah. So, like, I just think the Pauls were on my mind. Oh, by the way... I think I'm also, like, in love with Logan. Also, 
uh, yesterday when I said that Logan and Jake should fight each other and I thought it was a new idea. Like, like apparently a, everybody's been saying that. So why don't they do it? They're I probably think, saving it. Like, yeah, I, no, I think they also want to like use the momentum they both have to establish themselves as real boxers and, like, and fight up other the boxers. For, for the fight against the two of them. Yeah. Also, I, when does it come out? How many people bought that pay-per-view Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm so curious. So curious. Because I want to know how much Logan made. He only got 10% of the bag. But he also, I followed him on Instagram this morning. I never followed him before. And his shorts had like a million sponsors. Atari was a sponsor. His own clothing company was a sponsor. Fashion Nova. It was like very like influencery. So I'm curious how much just that sponsorship. This, yeah. He made more obviously than just like the pay-per-view bag. For sure. And so did Floyd because he had an OnlyFans hat. He had Fashion Nova on his shorts. He had the money team sponsored everywhere. So like it was just a, it was synergy at its finest. It was yeah. vertical integration. No, it was a very capitalist event. Truly. <laughs> Okay, well, the Yeezy jacket is here. Go check it out. I want to get one, but I like feel like I don't know how to go and get it. Well, you know? yeah, is it like a, like, is it going to sell out? But it's the gap, so is it everywhere? Like, I don't know how these things work. I don't know what the supply and uh, chain of command is. It's pre-order. It's pre-order. Oh, so I should get one. I'll get here right in time for, um, for winter. I'll be so cool. Yeah, it's a very cool concept. Yeah, very, very cool. Okay, next up, a little casting news that is just so exciting because one... Just found out we are getting an NBC version of Annie Live. And two, Taraji P. Henson will be playing Miss Hannigan in some apt casting news. In some capting news. That is literally like one of the best cast so roles. on point. Yeah. The Oscar-nominated actress will play Miss Hannigan, the infamous head of the orphanage where Annie lives before she is adopted by Daddy Warbucks. Um, Daddy so, Warbucks should be Jeff Bezos. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, bring back Victor Garber. He's he was so excellent. Good. She is following in the footsteps of actresses such as Kathy Bates, Cameron Diaz, Jane Lynch, Nell Carter. Kathy Jane Lee. Lynch? She must have done... Broadway? Um, like a lot. Yeah. Because oh. she wasn't in the movie. No, Cameron Diaz was in the movie and Kathy Bates. Kathy Lee Gifford, Sally Struthers, Joanne Worley, and Faith Prince, to name a few. I mean, I thought Cameron Diaz also did a really good job. Unbelievable. I think, like, it's it's really a great role, and it takes a great woman to do it. And I think Taraji P. Henson is going to be excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see. I, first of all, Annie's just one of those shows that they could, like, do a million times. It can't really get spoiled. Like, it can't get outdone. It's, we've had so many Annies. Like, yeah. we just had the Quivenjanae Wallace. Such a good Annie. Such a good Annie. Mr. Stacks. Jamie you guys, Fox. if you haven't watched the newest Annie, it's so good. It and is. the music is so good. It's done by Sia. It's Jackie's, like, favorite, underrated, like, favorite movie. No, it's so, so good. Check it out. And it's, like, modern. And, you know, they have technology and cell phones. And, like, Mr. Stacks, he's, like, um, he's like a, 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 tech, a tech guy. Investor. And he's also, like, running for mayor. It's just, like, really, really well done. Mm. Yeah, the, the stories are so layered. But also, I think this one will be probably, like, the original Broadway play yes, live on NBC. Because it's going to be a chaotic live performance. And I've missed the live performances. Yeah, you know what? If, if, if getting back to real life means we have more NBC live productions and all of their chaotic glory... I'm here for it. Me too, because you want to know why. Once again, it's just like fun to be a part of something. Like we're all watching the same thing and like cringing at it. And it's just, it's a collective cringiness. And I love that for one. But on the off chance that they really get it right, it could be magic. Grease. Does Taraji B. Henson sing? I'm, I don't know. Well, she was in Empire and that's a musical show. Yeah, I never watched it, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, true. Also, the network is launching a nationwide search for a young star to play Annie. The oh, what, like, tit- a, like a like a titular orphan, like a Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. Oh, I first of all, I love that idea. But if we are casting, like from Hollywood, who are you having play Annie? Who's like the next? Honestly, it should be Jacob Tremblay. 
I agree. Like, eh, like, I don't know. Jacob Charma is growing up, though. I know. Maybe he could be one of the orphans. Yeah. Well, I think it was just girls only. Oh, was it? it when you think back on it, Molly yeah. and Piper. Yeah. Okay, but so who we have got Annie to cast. We've got Taraji. Who are Daddy Warbucks? Yeah, and Daddy the, Warbucks like is Jeff Bezos. Like uh, they look alike. They're both bald. I think it should be Elon Musk. He obviously proves that he can act. Yeah, sure he can sing. That's true. I think that would be so good. I think so too. And then also you need um, Daddy Warbucks's secretary, who he like falls in love with at the end. Also the dog Theo. Theo, or I think Bruno's going to go out for the role. He's been feeling really confident, and he thinks that he. He thinks that he can do it, and I, I am fully supportive. It's just, like, a little awkward because, you know, like, Theo's already, you know, called his agent about it. Yeah, but you know what? Like, Theo's going to have to work for it because Brew is coming on You're the literally, scene. Bruno is Santana, and Theo is Leah Michelle in Glee when, like, she goes out for uh, Fanny Bryce. Yeah, and... She gets the understudy, yeah. Bruce, so. Bruce can be Theo's understudy. Sure. And then Theo mysteriously gets ill. And then Bruno starts shitting blood. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be really good, hopefully. Hopefully. But I think this bodes well. And it's a great selection of like what the first kind of entree back into live theater, which can be so scary. It's a great selection. Yeah. So, and it's a great casting, Taraji P. Henson. So for now, I'm hopeful. And it's a hard knock life. It's for a hard us. knock life. For us. Actually, it's a great soundtrack. It's the a great soundtrack. It's camper friendly. Yes. It's camper oriented. I think they should get some of the campers in there. And I think Counselor should play Miss Hannigan in next time. Oh, my God. That kid who went viral, I forget. He won, like, a, not maybe not an Oscar, but, like, a SAG award. And he's crying in that video. Yeah. We need to get him in. Like, he's just, like, he's the camper of the moment right now. What's his name? I don't I know. I want to say it's Alan Kim. I'm not sure. But, unfortunately, like, male campers, there is no roles for them. Find one. Find yeah. one. Yeah. He needs to be in Annie Live. Mm -hmm. Even though he's like kind of too good for like local theater, you know? I don't know. It's a good, like, it's a good, if you love the craft, it yeah. must be a good exercise. What is your favorite most recently like done production of a live? Grease. Yeah. What about? Um, Fucking Stellar. Hairspray. Hairspray. They, they didn't time it well. Everyone was out of breath. Yeah. And Rent was um, a, tra a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone it was, was a like tragedy. breaking legs, getting sick. It was terrible. They had to... Did they you, they used use the dress rehearsal as yeah. like the live thing. That was so chaotic, tragic. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I feel so bad for everyone involved. One hundred percent. Damn. Okay, you ready for our next story? Only if it's a story that's brought to you by Bruges. It is. Ooh, it is. These two in this story are gonna need a Bruges if they keep going the way they're going. Well, wake up. And get yourself a brush, the best electric toothbrush on the market. It is the most affordable. A lot of electric toothbrushes can charge over $200, which is insane. Brush is th literally the most stunning. It works so well, and it's the most affordable. It comes with six unique modes that you can customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks, so if you're going on a trip, you don't need to charge it. Um, but also the magnetic charging stand is like very elegant, clutter-free. It looks great on your countertop. Very Elon Musk approved. And it also comes with a compact travel case. They also offer a subscription program, so you're never stuck using a warranty down brush head they will ship you a new replacement head every six months so you're never stuck using one that's old or has bacteria on it you got to keep changing it but you don't need to remember because bruce will remind you with their subscription service and they have brand new designs we just got both colors jackie got the mauve i got the green it's 
they're so stunning, but they're seasonal, so they only last a certain amount of time. Um, the, electric, the electric toothbrush from Bruce has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design, and it comes in trend-driven seasonal colors that look great on your bathroom counter. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off using promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. Love it. Okay. Kristen Cavallari says she's charmed while hanging out with Southern Charms Austin Kroll in Charleston. These two are really sounding like if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, they're sound, they look like an item. For yeah, real. but also, like, didn't we talk about this a year ago and it was like they weren't in an item? In December, but, like, I think in December they weren't an item. I mean, she was dating someone else. Yeah, that, like, but, comedian. Yeah, Jeff Dye. But I think now they are an item. They were spotted together again in Charleston over the weekend after spending time with one another in December, a trip that sparked romance rumors that they denied. The two were once again reunited, hanging out at a South Carolina eatery, Leon's Oyster Shop. The pictures are so cute. They appear to be smiling in a photo, um, hanging out with Craig and another friend. And I think they're dating. I mean, I support it. I think it's a really cute, like, really, like, stunning couple. Um... I just don't know. Like, I don't know what to believe. I got so excited about this last time, and then it turned out to be nothing of the sort. No, so, when I first heard it, I was like, there's no way they're dating. Like, she's just hanging out with them. Like, they're not dating. But now I think they are. I hope so. Like, I do support it. I think it's a cute couple. But, like, I, when will we know for sure? I don't know. Also, did you hear about all this, like, divorce drama? Like, Jay Cutler wants half of Uncommon James in the divorce? No. Yeah, like, he's going after her business. Which is crazy, because, like, let her have her thing. Like, you made $150 million in one year playing football. Like, yeah leave uncommon alone no i haven't seen that i yeah. gotta check that it out it's getting messy so hopefully she's That's just so you know, unfortunate finding solace in the arms of a young stud from southern charm like austin kroll and i think that she is i and hope so yeah i'm sure they like started out as friends they didn't want to date like i'm sure she was like not looking at him in that way right. but then you know love you can't stop the forces and there's also rumors that craig is dating Paige from summer house but those rumors are not true Okay, I just, like, I'm still living in the world where, like, I would like for them to be true, so just don't bring me down. A hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I don't remember where I heard, but it's not true. I just feel like and it's... I, and I just feel like this one's true. I just feel like it could be, you know? Though I do feel like Craig, Austin, Kristen, Paige, all Iconic four, quad. An iconic quadrant. I iconic couples doing iconic things, being iconic, and I fully support it, mm -hmm. even though no one's asking. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's the final story. Do 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 boom. Do 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 cha cha. Do 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 do. Okay, yeah, what is it? Okay, it's a little fashion news, and I would say this is the pinnacle of fashion. This always happens whenever you say fashion news. You literally say it's a little fascist news. Like I always think that's what you're gonna say because you put so much emphasis on fashion. I'm like, oh well, what are the fascists up to today? Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, it's a little fast. It's not the first time. You, again, like the way you just said it. The words are similar. No, I know, but like you're just putting a lot of emphasis on the shh. It's a little fashion news. Perfect. Fashion. That's how I'll say it. Fashion. Stiletto Crocs are here to erase all of your pandemic comforts. Check oh out these. God. Check out these bad boys. Fucking. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. You guys, high fashion never rests. Never. The comfort of the COVID-19 pandemic has taken a dangerous turn. Balenciaga has unveiled its latest co collaboration with Crocs in the form of a narrow heel placed precariously on the sole of its trademark rubber clog. The monstrosity was unveiled <laughs> at the Fashion House's Spring 2022 Balenciaga Clones Collection showing and immediately drew the ire of pandemic-worn social media. Wait. Someone wrote... 
God has abandoned us. <laughs> but is the heel also rubber? I don't know how that works. It looks like... You'd be wobbling around it town. It looks like it's of a similar elk. That is so stunning. <laughs> like, you guys, it's so horrific. We'll post on our Instagram. But, you know, Crocs really did... They had their moment this year. And no, like, Crocs, I'm telling you, like, they kind of leaned into, their marketing was so genius. They leaned into, like, the jokiness of Crocs, being like, Crocs are ugly. Like, for years there have been memes, and they just kind of went along with it. And now Crocs have weirdly entered firmly into the zeitgeist. No, and now they're entering high fashion. And I just want to say, like, I, I fully support Crocs. I actually, I love I Crocs own. in general. I love the comfort and everything. I do believe we've taken it way too far yeah. with a Balenciaga collab like it's just wrong no I know and it's like for so long like I think I've really agreed with a lot of the decisions the marketing team over at Crocs has done like the Luke Combs collection was literally put them on the map Justin Bieber collection was great they just announced a Diplo collection they're doing great collabs this one mm, missed the mark yeah but like watch us in a year like wearing Crocs stilettos to my prom yeah yeah no like oh someone's cool is wearing them look at us yeah you know? I'll try. I mean, I'll try anything once. I don't know. It, Except like acid. I don't really feel like I would have fun doing acid. I just don't think, I, I think they're counterintuitive. The, a high heel is supposed to enhance a woman's leg and the croc does the opposite. So if you're not, if your leg's not going to be enhanced, why are you wearing a high heel? That is a stunning fashion analysis. Like no more needs to be said. Like that's just really when you get down to it. Yeah. It's a science at this point. A hundred percent. Let's do a little TV recap because even though I promised I wasn't going to watch a Bachelorette, I did watch about 29 minutes of it, which was more than enough for me to know that I'm not going to continue to watch it. Also, Siesta Key was on last night, and we haven't recapped that in a while. Well, I caught up on Siesta Key last night. I just, like, wasn't ready to read. I was just in a weird spot, and I was like, I just want to watch some, like, good reality TV. I've been meaning to catch up on Siesta Key, so I watched the first two episodes of the season, and I have so many thoughts. Okay, good, because our TV recap is brought to you by Framebridge. You've heard us talk about Framebridge before, so you know they make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things, from print and posters to the photos on your phone. Father's Day is around the corner, and Dad doesn't want another pair of socks. The perfect gift is already on your phone. Just upload your photo and order by Tuesday, June 15th for guaranteed free delivery in time for Father's Day. Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. Preview your item online in any frame style. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you. Or they can deliver to dad in time for Father's Day when you place your order again by Tuesday, June 15th. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a traditional framing store, their price start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code TOAST. So for any occasion, I feel like Framebridge, especially if you're decorating your own home, is an amazing service to use. But with Father's Day, like dads are so sentimental. And I feel like really just getting like a stunning photo of you guys framed, make it super nice. Framebridge takes care of all the hard part and it's really affordable. So you just look like the best kid when you really put in minimal effort. And that's just ideal. Mm-hmm. Order a custom gift for any dad in your life. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code toast. You'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com promo code toast. Again, that's framebridge.com promo code toast for 15% off your first order. Love Framebridge. You know who needed Framebridge on Siesta Key? that fucking picture that 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 artist made of Juliet you guys I was in shock I've not ne- I didn't know what to expect it was like a weird thing that Sam had this picture commissioned by like is, this girl right by like this girl that he hooked up with like this thoughty artist yeah the thoughtist the thoughtist <laughs> and but they also are bringing her onto the show so it was like a good way to bring her onto the show but like to have Synergy. like this girl who clearly wants your man's like yeah. paint a photo of you like 
how scary is that going to turn out? Because she's not going to make you look stunning. Yeah. And not only did she make Juliet look busted, upon closer inspection, she painted Juliet's face to look like Herself. her own. And it was just shocking, hysterical. I hope they put that picture in the fire. Isn't it crazy just like how far so many of the castmates like have come? Like when you watch Brandon's storyline, like it is shocking. Well, I don't watch Brandon's storyline. <laughs> that's the only storyline I have to fast forward. And what's so crazy is his storyline is actually the most interesting yeah. Um, plot and you and know so real turn like, of events but I can't I can't watch him I'm sorry like it's too slow and mind-numbing and the conversations are too painful no the girl let's not even like his girlfriend like it's just like this girl who he had a baby with the way that she stares at him like she wants to eat him like no she's she's so obsessed and in love with him like I almost want them to just like be a family no totally I watched the first scene of the first episode enough to know that I wasn't going to continue on with Brandon's scenes but it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen like the fact that he got himself like in this position I know um and now he has to like deal with the consequences of his really bad choices I mean when that girl told him that she was pregnant and he blocked her on social media until she gave birth like that's atrocious behavior. Atrocious behavior. And so now we, and my only issue with Siesta Key is there's so much stuff that happens between this group of friends. Like every day, something new. And the show doesn't capture it. We only get the conversations talking about what just happened. And mm -hmm. the conversations are so painful sometimes. So I'm like, they honestly need to put these people in a house together so we see every single thing that happens. I just feel like why, a lot of it has to do with COVID. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's why, I mean, Sam JLo got an island on. I, I mean, this probably happened a few weeks ago if you watch live, but for me, ne the next episode I'm watching, they're going to an island, so I think they're going to solve that issue that I'm having. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy how much drama unfolds and how the the um, dynamics are constantly, constantly changing. No, and it's like, for me, like, I can't relate to it because, like, I've had the same friends for 25 years and I've made no new friends since then. But, like, the way, like, Julian and Kelsey, best friends forever, like, can't be separated. Now they can't stand each other. Like... To be so wishy-washy with your friends is, like, crazy. Yeah, and I, it was giving me, like, it was making me a little sad because it's, like, Kelsey and Juliet were such good friends. I wish they could be good friends again, but, like, can Juliet ever trust Kelsey? Like, imagine these are your closest friends and you can't even trust them. And you go to her boyfriend and say she's using you for her money. Like, it's horrible. Horrible. So it's just, like, such crazy stuff happens. But they brought on some new cast members who I like. I mean, Brandon's ex... Um, I think is so great and I mm -hmm. hope she stays on the show. Madison, it's so crazy like the genesis that I've had with these people because yes. like, in the first season I was like everybody's obsessed with this girl Madison like what? And now I'm like And she's now a queen. I'm like Madison is the queen of this show like she's just on another level. She's so mature and maybe that's because she's dating an older man. Yeah. But she really is like on another like intellectual level. She really really is. And I mean Juliet's still the queen of the show and I love her so much and I and it really bothers me that Kelsey's like I don't think you're happy in a relationship and it's like you don't even care about me. So why do you care if I'm happy or not? And like how do you know? Like we I don't even talk to you. Cuz I think I like I don't know that much but I think Juliet's happy in her me relationship. Too. Like I see her Instagram like she seems really happy. She's on private jets. She's doing just like fine. how bad could it be? You right. know? And also like even their conversations I saw someone like commented like Sam's kind of awkward on the show which is by the way like that's what you want out of your boyfriend not to be a natural Robbie Hayes right 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 and I right, just right, feel right. like he I feel like he really loves Juliet for Juliet I by the way I agree I think he's like so cute he's definitely weird like on the show but like you're right what do you want a professional actor like that's always shady and those are the people who's just gonna fuck you over and use you for your platform or whatever a hundred percent Robbie Hayes yeah so like okay so she went from having someone who was like too good on the show now people are like he's weird I think it's good. It's a good sign. I think it's a good sign too. So anyways, it was been a really like a pleasure to watch and the visuals just keep 
getting more stunning. and more stunning. But some of it is so, so funny. So, and the art, oh my God, I was, I was in shock. I watched the first 30 minutes of The Bachelorette because I was like, it was eight o'clock and I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing. Like, okay. So I watched it and I was, of course, watching it at 50%, maybe even 25%. Um, and it took 30 minutes for us to actually meet a guy. And right when the first guy stuck, stepped out of the limo, I just turned it off because here's what I analyzed from my 29 minutes on the show. First, um, they're filming it at a Hyatt in New Mexico. And it's just giving me like how low budget Tasha and Claire's was. Like it's giving me the same budget energy. It's not giving me Nima Colon energy. I feel like the Bachelor has a much higher production budget just based on what I've seen. Like that Tasha season when they got engaged in that rock, like it was pathetic. Like it was. And now it's like we're getting the same thing. It's like it's a big ass property that seemingly looks nice, but it's like a fucking model home inside. Like and I just know all the dates are gonna be on this Hyatt property. And I'm just not in the mood to have I had to survive through quarantine. I don't need to watch these other people do it. This group of guys was even, I only saw like the first like 10. They were just like especially losery and giving me like super desperation vibes. Um, there was one guy who was a firefighter who I'm not gonna lie, like was really cute. And according to the Snatchers Instagram, Greg is Yeah, is a good I didn't guy. really feel like he was all that special. I don't know why everyone was like simping over him. Um, <laughs> oh. And then there was a guy who was a motivational speaker, which I just feel like is a really thirsty job. It reminds me of, you know, like Caitlyn Jenner. Like, I just feel like... No, but like that would also mean that the person is like an Olymp a decorated Olympian. No, but like I feel like this is going to be like maybe like offensive. I just feel like it's a fake job. So no, like, I no, feel no, like you yeah. go on The Bachelor to get followers for your motivational speaking company. Unless you are a decorated Olympian. Right. It's a fake job. Yeah, like what? No offense. Like, who are you? Why should you motivate me? A hundred percent. What have you accomplished? No, you know who's a motivational speaker? Robbie Hayes. <laughs> yeah, it's the same vibe. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just feel like it's that like job people, is, it's, it's a red people, flag. It's people who post on Instagram, like, rise and grind. And then yes. You, and then you motivated someone. Yeah, so, like, I feel like there are certain jobs when you come on The Bachelor, like, of course, like, when McKenna went on and she was a fashion blogger. Red flag, like, that just is a red flag. Motivational speaker, like, gave me major red flag vibes. And then just, like, all these guys were so unremarkable. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, I, I couldn't differentiate who was who. And Katie was just giving me nothing, like, the whole, you know, they have to latch on to something. So, okay, you know. What's her thing? Sex positive. Because she brought a dildo. Which, great. I think being sex positive is awesome. Unfortunately, it's not a personality trait. And, no. like, you're going to have to talk about other stuff. So, yeah. like, I was just, and all the, like, the few things that I saw, like, the guys were just, like, trying to, like, mimic. You know, it's kind of how Colton was a virgin. And, like, that was all the jokes. And it got really annoying really fucking fast. This is the same thing. So I just, I don't like die for Katie enough to make me stay. I did want to see the dynamic without Chris Harrison and with Tasha and Caitlin. And here's what I will say. There is a palpable feeling of something missing, something guiding the show. Caitlin and Tasha are great. They're funny. They bring like a sense of happiness and positivity and security to Katie. But that's not enough in my opinion. I don't feel like their job was to steer the show as much as Chris used to. Um... And the show was missing that element of like, who's in charge here? Like, there's no direction. It's kind of just like chaos in New Mexico. Yeah. So I, um, I say I won't watch, but maybe I will. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm all set. 
Got it. Well, thank you for your recap. If you want more, head over to The Snatcher. New episode is up now. I can't wait to listen and hear what she has to say. And the episode is not over because if you're listening as a podcast, you're about to hear our interview and Dear Toaster segment with the one and only Chelsea Handler, comedian, icon, podcaster. And if you're watching on YouTube and you want to catch the video of us and Chelsea, it's on our channel now. Check that out. And thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Good morning, Millennials. We are so excited to welcome to the podcast a comedy icon and now a fellow podcaster, Chelsea Handler. Hello, Chelsea. Thank you so much for being here. We're so honored and humbled to have you joining the prestigious circle of podcasters. You're really elevating our brand, and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, well, you're very welcome, girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a new podcast, Dear Chelsea, advice-based podcast. First of all, you've done everything. You've conquered like TV, books. Why podcasting? Well, I mean, everybody has a podcast, so obviously I, ha- I had one, and then they, I, I, I had a first one when I was on my book tour like two years ago, and then when I was done with it, it was a limited one. When I was done, they said, well, you, sh- you should do another one, a more long-term one, and I just wanted to figure out a way to do it in a more creative way than just adding to the mix of podcasts, and I thought, you know what? Who's more unqualified to give advice than me? Yes. Yeah. So the format of your podcast, Dear Chelsea, you have people submit advice and you just give your take on it based on your life experience. How how and why did you land on that format? Like, is it important to you to be able to connect with people listening to the podcast? Why'd you choose that? Uh, Well, because I've been through a lot of therapy and people do come to me a lot for problems. Like I'm a crisis manager. I'm very good in a crisis. So I figured, oh, what would be a good way to not make this just another vanity project to make it about other people instead of making it about myself? So it was a great way to connect with people, you know, have my fans call in. People call in with real serious problems. And if I'm out of my wheelhouse, you know, I have an expert come in or somebody who specializes in eating disorders or, you know, uh, a psychiatrist or something like that, you know, depending on what the problems are. So yeah, it's been really good. I mean, some problems are really stupid and those are fun and some are really, really serious. Well, we're going to get your take because we have some listeners with some questions for you, but what would you say is your style of advice giving? Like, are you someone who's super prudent? Like what Claudia and I are, we differ in terms of the advice that we give, but what's your style? I'm tough. I'm like, listen, you know, I want everyone to be a little bit braver and a little bit bolder. And I want you to go be your best self, you know, and like appreciate and love and worship yourself. So I'm all about getting everybody to be standing in their power a little bit more. But yeah, I don't have any time for bullshit. I am pretty much the same way. And where Jackie and I really differ the most is we get a lot of messages and one today in particular about snooping through like your boyfriend's phone. Are you a snoop or not to snoop kind of gal? Oh, uh, yeah, I think snooping is okay. I completely agree. I'm anti snooping. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's like you, I have a right to go through your phone if I'm dating you, and you have a right to go through mine, and no. that's where we're leaving. <laughs> See, that's where I draw the line. I'm allowed to go through your phone, but if you even come within five feet of my phone, I'm chopping your fucking hand off. See, that's how I, I don't care if anyone goes through my phone. There's nothing that I have that's secretive. You know what I mean? Really? That's so funny. Okay, well, you also you have a million projects going on. New HBO Max comedy special, your first in six years. It's called Evolution. It's much different than a lot of the stuff you've done. It's very, like, introspective. Um, why has it been so long since you released a comedy special? I just didn't really have that much to say. You know what I mean? I got sick of my own voice and sick of, my, and sick of stand-up when there wasn't... Um, 
something really like, you know, more meaning behind it. Yeah. So this one was felt more like, oh, I could make a special that says something instead yeah. of just, you know, making a bunch of jokes that lead nowhere. It was more of like a, a story and a narrative. So I loved it. I went back and then I found, you know, fell in love with doing stand up again. So that's fun. I wasn't expecting to do that. Yeah. And the vibe is like palpably different. And I feel like where we really connected, we talk a lot about on the show about grief because our dad passed away when we were in high school and you really go into that on the special. And I'm curious if you have a piece of advice for people listening who are either dealing with grief or just mourning the loss of someone or something. Well, I think it's a good way to look. It's just, just to, you know, I look at it like no one's ever gone. You know, energy doesn't die. It transforms. And that's just science. So clearly, you know, there's different probably. Someone said this to me the other day about life and death. He said, when you're born, you know, before you're born, you're in the womb, you know, you're in a sack of fluid and you have no exposure to anything or anyone. And basically that's one dimension. And when you're born, you come into the world and that's another dimension. And so if you think of dying as, as being born, you're just kind of slipping into another dimension. It doesn't mean you're, you're not here where I can see you, but, it, but you're here still. And I know that to be true because I'm so much closer to my mom now that she's dead than I was when she was alive. Yeah. I talk to my mom all the time and I know when she's around and I know when she's not. Yeah, I think that's, I, I actually completely agree. And I feel like it's very comforting for people for me and for people who are grieving, just at the thought of like, it's not like poof gone. Cause that's like the hardest part of losing someone. It's like waking up one day and the person who used to be there is just like not there anymore. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is. It's very hard to obviously get through this, you know, and I, and I'm sorry for your loss, but it's nice to see that you have each other to lean on, you know, because yes. that's really what, that's really what it's all about. It's about being able to share the experience together and be able to like go through your grief, you know, don't try and cover it up or stuff it down or push it away. It's like, if you can sit and go with your, like go with your grief and sit in your grief, you get through the anguish and the pain much quicker than if you try and just, you know, deflect or not talk about it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try and like, you know, do it yourself, like I feel like for so long, I was like, I don't want to talk about it with anyone. Like I'll deal with it myself. But like when you have good people around you, it's so beneficial to like lean on them because no human being is meant to go through that alone. It's so difficult. Yes, absolutely. No, you need, that's what your friends are for. And it's, you know, it's a powerful thing to ask for help. And it doesn't feel that way. A lot of people have a hard time with that. I definitely did for a long time until I realized like, you know, vulnerability doesn't have to be weakness. It is a strength. It's a strength to be vulnerable, to have enough confidence in yourself to tell the truth, whether it makes you look sad, angry, you know, selfish or self-absorbed or whatever. It's important to, it's really important to be, um, truth like you know honest with yourself about what you're going through and to go through it not to try and hopscotch around it 100 yeah, it comes out in other ways regardless it's coming out <laughs> totally. of, yeah. it's coming out of somewhere <laughs> yeah because otherwise it taps you on the shoulder like 20 years later and you're like whoa <laughs> fuck what what is this no 100 percent. and i feel like it actually gets harder the more time that like that the more space that's put between you and like the moment of loss. Like I feel like I'm in a worse place now than I was like when I in high school, like the first day of freshman year when my dad like dropped out of a heart attack. Like I feel like I'm actually dealing with it worse now because I didn't deal with it very well as a child. Right. Well, you didn't have the articulation. Like you didn't have the words to describe that kind of pain. So now as an adult, you're like, Oh, now you want to, it's like delayed grief. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, it's worse. I know. Um, One more thing I wanted to ask you about before we get your advice, because I'm really curious to hear your takes on some of these things. Um, You've been talking a lot on your podcast, but also in your special about like your wellness journey with cannabis. 
Um, and I'm curious how you got into that and like, what are some of the benefits? Is that something we should be doing? Yeah, totally. Microdosing cannabis is a great way to get through the day. And it really helps like accent certain situations. You know what I mean? For me, I have a patience problem. Like I find people incredibly annoying when they're slow or when they like things take too long, you know, like transactions take too long. So for me, it sands down the edges in that way where I can just be like, oh, who gives a shit? You know, I'm not yeah. going to get upset about that. And it mellows me out. And I also love it for sleep. But for other people, you know, and like even for writing, for punching stuff, up, you know, there are certain edibles that kind of give you an upper. And so I love that feeling. I love to get creative on them. Um, but you have to just direct your own experience, you know, and with microdosing now, everything is labeled, you know, exactly what you're putting in and what you're getting. It's not like you're getting a cookie, you know, at a party yeah. filled with pot and you don't know what's in it. It's so easy to kind of, so it's not that the point isn't to, for me to feel like, oh, completely out of control or blottoed. It's just supposed to enhance different experiences. So you kind of use it. Like I don't want cannabis to use me. I want to use cannabis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Interesting. Gotta, gotta try look, that out. Gotta look into it. Yeah. yeah. Especially those transactions. That's yeah, where, those transactions. That's where my patience runs. Thin. That's where my edges need to be sanded down for the sure. The self-checkout machine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I knew how to use a self-checkout machine, I would love that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's torture. It really is. Um, okay, so we do a weekly advice segment called Dear Toasters. People write in about all their different problems at work and their relationship. We've selected a few that we would love to get your advice on, and we'll read them to you, and you let us know what you think. Okay. Okay. First up, dear toasters, so here's the situation. I'm about to be 25 years old and I've never had sex. Don't get me wrong, I've done stuff, but never sex. It's not that I haven't had the opportunity to, I just haven't met the person I want to experience that with yet. I'm not waiting for marriage, and at this point, I'm not really even waiting to be in love, but I just wanted to be with someone that I like and trust and am in a committed relationship with. I've never been in a relationship either. I'm very picky and have only dated three guys I could see that happening with. My question is now that I'm approaching 25, I feel like this is a huge turnoff for guys. I'm worried that I'll meet a guy I like and feel I want to grow our relationship, but once he finds out I'm a 25-year-old virgin, he will want to bounce. How do you think I should approach this issue when dating in the future without scaring them away? I've had friends tell me I don't even have to tell the guy, but I don't think that's smart, especially if I want to be in a healthy relationship with them. I've also had people tell me they won't care, but I just don't buy that. Any advice or insight would be much appreciated since you all have great insight. Thank you. A RDH virgin. What do you think? Well, that's a, that's old to not have had sex, but if she really <laughs> wants to wait, then that's her decision. You know yeah. I mean? If you, and stop projecting all of the things that are going to go wrong about if you don't do it. And if you tell your next boyfriend that he's not going to want you, I mean, that is, you're creating a total negative dialogue in your head that doesn't even exist yet. So like we all do this, we all have these voices in our head that sets up all the things that could go wrong, but instead of thinking about all the things that could go right. My advice, if she, if she was looking to have sex, I'd be like, just find somebody to have sex with soon so you can get the ball rolling. And then, you know, if you can't, if you really want to be with somebody that you trust and you're in a relationship with, then yeah, you got to make the effort to make that happen. And but, don't worry about you being a virgin. Some guy's going to love that. Yeah. Right. I, I think the, the road of not telling someone is deeply problematic and I really don't suggest that at all. Yeah, I think, but I also think like it's clearly a big, something that's important to her. And I think that the right person for her will appreciate this about her. And I think it could be an, like a nice a thing. Nice for, thing. For the, maybe she'll meet a fellow virgin. A fellow virgin. Yeah, yes. that's great. Yeah, that's true. There's probably virgin sites out there where virgins can <laughs> hook up with other virgins, right? Totally. I feel like virginhood has been like 
really like a bad stigma ever since Colton Underwood like went on The Bachelor and like everyone made fun of him for being like a 29 year old virgin. But it's a choice and it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a choice. <laughs> I just I wouldn't fo- I agree with you, Chelsea. I wouldn't focus on the negative things that could happen. Like wait for those things to happen and then we can we can worry about right, it. Right. Like these potential scenarios are just living rent free in your mind when they literally are not even ever going to happen. Yeah. Right, exactly. Set yourself up for success. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, next one. Dear Toasters, I need advice. My long-term boyfriend and I had a COVID breakup. There was no bad blood, no cheating or anything like that. I just felt we were in different places in life and I needed my space. We left things as we both need space and time to work on ourselves and we'll see what happens in the future if it's meant to be. Fast forward four months post-breakup and he reaches out to me saying he still loves me and wants to try and work it out. But the thing is, I had a rough night one night a few weeks ago and decided to log into his Instagram because I know his password. I know this is wrong and horrible, but I couldn't help myself. His DMs were filled with him messaging other girls. So much flirting and talking about planning dates, it made me sick to my stomach. Now, I don't know what to do. I can never admit I read his DMs, but it's caused me so much confusion. Do I want him back now because I'm jealous and he's getting attention from other girls? Does he actually want to get back together with me? If so, why is he planning other dates? Also, part of me is like, fuck you for sliding into other other girls dms while i'm just over here working on myself <laughs> any advice love a very confused toaster yeah that's a tough one well aren't they weren't they broken up she said were they yes. broken up yeah and they were supposed well, to be working supposed- on themselves and he's working on the dms and she feels like he can't really uh. want to get back together with her if he's been like spending all this time right also if i were her i would feel like you know he he shot his shot and it didn't seem like the girls I'm the were, only one left we're responding and so he's he's back to her. I don't know. This would rub me the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's already rubbed. Like, the whole thing has already cut him loose. Like, it's already... There's bad vibes going around. If you're scrolling through his phone like that, like, I'm all for it. You know, like... I am all for going through someone's phone, but not in this circumstance because they're not together. They're not in a relationship. You know what I mean? So like you already overstepped and that was invasive. So there's just too much ickiness around this. So it's better to cut the cord and move on, I think. There's a reason it didn't work out. Like this is obviously not your person. So I wouldn't invest any more time or energy into like scrolling through his DMs or even giving this any more effort because you've already decided this is not the man for you. Yeah, you broke up for a reason. I would stick with that cut instinct. And then I think the DMs, you can use those to just further solidify why you need to move on. 100%. Okay, third and final. Dear Toasters, I need to know if I'm being a bitch. My boyfriend of three and a half years and I have a very honest and trusting relationship. We're transparent with each other about who we hang out with. We both have close friends of the opposite sex, etc. But this is something I was not prepared for. My ex-boyfriend recently got hired at my current boyfriend's job and they work very closely together. They're becoming work friends and are spending most of their work day together. This aggravates the shit out of me. This guy is my ex for a reason. He made my life miserable. I don't understand why my boyfriend is okay with palling around with someone who was once so horrible to me. I talked to him about it and he brushed it off because they're just work friends. My question is, am I overreacting? We've never been the type of couple that says you can't be friends with this person. I don't know how to feel. Thank you. A bitter, aggravated toaster but we don't know what level of abusive he was right like right. what emotionally abusive physically abusive what are we talking about right well, i mean either one isn't really acceptable but 
Yeah, that's so annoying. I hate when people are not loyal. Like, I fucking hate that shit. You know, your boyfriend isn't even protective over you. Like, that drives me up a wall if you have a boyfriend that's not like, no, I'm never going to hang out with that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, her boyfriend sounds like a little bit of a dud. I think she should be fucking pissed. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's seemingly not a big deal, but there's actually a lot of undercover red flags about this. Like, first of all, just respect the fact that I don't want you hanging out with this person. Don't, like, fight me back so you can have, like, a bromance with your work friend. And second of all, like, he shouldn't like this guy. Like, if this guy was however he was to you, like, and he knows about it, he should, like, punch him in the office and get suspended and go to HR. I agree. I don't think you're being a bitch. I think this is cause for concern. Yeah. I mean, you might be, yeah. I mean, if, if, if it wasn't like a real, like if, if the relationship was okay and they broke up and she just didn't like how it ended and they're hanging out, then she kind of is overreacting. But if he truly is an asshole, you know, like, and, and did things that are, are kind of unforgivable, then yeah, your boyfriend shouldn't be hanging out with him. Agreed. Yeah. And your boyfriend needs to get a spine. What is he? Lindsey Graham? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is some spineless, like first season housewife kind also, of shit. There's other people in the workplace to pal around with. hundred percent. Do you work at a startup? Like how many people work there? There's always other coworkers. Always. <laughs> Um, well, that is our show, everyone. Chelsea's podcast with iHeartRadio is called Dear Chelsea. It's available anywhere you get your podcast. Her new special, Evolution, is streaming on HBO Max. Thank you so much for being here. You're an icon. We love you, and you're the best. Oh, love you, girls. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye, Thank guys. Thank you.